I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is the President and Music Director of Bootless Stage Works, Jim First, and the Director of the upcoming production of Disenchanted, Andrew Leno. Welcome, Andrew and Jim. Thank you, Thank Paul. You for having us. So good to have you here today. Always exciting to hear about the work that Bootless Stage Works is doing. <laughs> uh, uh, certainly an innovative theater company. Uh, we were talking off air a little bit about the sort of the evolving history of Bootless Stage Works and its its various venues. Jim, let's let's start with you. Uh, give our listeners a little bit of background about Bootless Stage Works, how it got started, where the name comes <laughs> from, which is always an interesting tidbit. Sure. Uh, so Bootless uh, has been around since 2004, 2003, 2004. Uh, we have our roots in Arden up in North Wilmington. We actually started, uh, the original name of the group was Arden Club Theater. Uh, basically, what Arden uh, did was they came to Roseanne and I, my wife, who is now our executive and artistic director, uh, Roseanne Delaversano. Uh, they came to us and they said, you know, you two are spunky enough to maybe start a theater company. They wanted to resurrect what was called the Players Guild, um, which was back in the day. And they used to do one-act play festivals and things like that. So they gave us a few bucks and said, try it out. You know, so we did one show and we grew to maybe two shows a year and then it grew to about three shows a year. And it just got to the point that we had to make an amicable split because the Art and Club was so busy and we were getting busy that we just couldn't work it out with schedules anymore. So we went on the road. Uh, we, we were renting venues left and right, all different weird spaces. Uh, we actually were in, uh, we were in a storefront on the riverfront. Uh, Petnero had put us up in one of the old shoe stores that was in the, uh, the, uh, uh, shops down on the riverfront. Uh, we did one of our shows there. Uh, we were in the Balanca air service hangar, which was an old airplane hangar in Newcastle next to Amazon. Uh, we were in a warehouse uh, doing Next to Normal uh, out in Newport, and we were actually just talking off the air about this. Uh, in one of the spaces in Newport is now the Twin Lakes Brewery. So it was wherever we could find. Um, we were very fortunate, though, uh, four years ago, uh, some people knew that we were looking for a home, and uh, they said we should go by and check out St. Stephen's Lutheran Church uh, in Trolley Square. Uh, they had a hall downstairs that was not being used. So we went and we met with the uh, pastor at the time and, and the uh, head of the vestry. And uh, they were extremely excited to get us involved because they, um, they, they, they wanted to see the space used and they wanted to make sure that people knew that St. Stephen's was actually in existence there. And you know, even if it was for something completely different than church, they were just excited to have somebody in. So mm -hmm. we Entered into a 10-year lease, and uh, we actually went through an $88,000 renovation on the space um, in the basement to turn it into a theater space and, and a flex space as well for different performances of any kind. And uh, it's been going great. We're now on our fourth full season uh, in St. Stephen's in the basement of the church. Uh, granite, we are doing very non-churchy stuff down in the basement, <laughs> um, but that's okay. Uh, you know, uh, Pastor Jason Churchill, who is the current pastor, is very excited to have us there, and um, he, he always looks forward to the quirky things that we're bringing in because it's uh, it's showing that theater can actually be a conversation starter. You know, it's not always we're not always out for shock value. You know, with the shows that we choose or the productions that we do. But, you know, it really is about getting the community to come together for uh, an equal energy to talk about something. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, we, we have a lot of fun with that. 
Now, is is that space at St. Stephen's available for church use as well? Do they use yes. that space uh, during the week? And, yes. Uh, actually, uh, they don't really use it too much during the week. Okay. Um, we, we've come into an agreement pretty much. Uh, you know, they have a big empty bowl dinner that they do every fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. they they we we make sure that we break down all the theater stuff uh, so that they can actually do their event there. They also do Easter breakfast, um, you know, for Easter Sunday and things mm-hmm. like that. But for the most part, they they leave it to us. Uh, it's really our space. So. Not only are we doing theater, we have, you know, our four or five productions that we do throughout the season, uh, stage productions, but we're also uh, really getting on the map for doing comedy. Uh, we have um, two nights coming up in January, actually, where we're, doing, we're hosting, some, uh, hosting about 10 comedians over the course of two nights uh, with different uh, production companies that are coming in to use the space. Uh, we're, we started getting into live music. Uh, we had Jay Street Jr. Uh, came in and did his CD release party back in June of 2018. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's exciting. And uh, the one thing that we've established is that we do not charge any artist for the use of the space. Uh, we, we see it as a very important thing uh, to make sure that you know, young artists and artists that are trying to make it into business, no matter what it is, theater or comedy or music, um, we're giving the space for free to them. And uh, they can take their box office and get, you know, whatever they want to do for their ticket sales. And that goes straight to them. The only thing we do is run the bar. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's really worked out well for us because a lot of artists have been coming to us and said, hey, somebody else told me about this. Can we check it out and see if we can work out a a time? Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned uh, some of the work that you do artistically may not be very churchy, but, (laughs) yeah, I'm I'm thinking of the... uh, the story in the Gospels of Salome requesting John Baptist's head on a platter, and it's probably not too different from your productions of Evil Dead. No, there's definitely heads rolling. Um, Andrew can talk about this. Andrew was with us uh, for a few of our summer bloody productions. Right. Yeah, uh, I auditioned for the Evil Dead the first time they did it 10 years ago yeah. when I was uh, 16. I was a child. <laughs> Fully, full well knew I was like too young for this, but I was like, I'm going to go for it. And then... Uh, Seven or eight years later, I worked with someone who had worked with them, and I got back in, and I have done uh, Evil Dead the musical. I've done Musical of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. and You've Got Red on You, the original Shaun of the Dead. It's uh, a fun playground of something you don't expect. You don't know what you're going to get into going mm-hmm. into a bloody <laughs> show, but you know you're going to have fun. And just to explain for the listeners, because <laughs> it really is something very different, um, we have gotten into the tradition um, ever since 2009, I believe, is when we first started uh, with Evil Dead the musical, there's actually a whole other genre of theater called bloody theater or or horror musicals. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a horror musical with singing and dancing mm-hmm. and it, based on a horror theme, but we do it up in a 4D mode of mm-hmm. like Universal Studios where there's blood and body parts and brain matter being flown off the stage into the audience throughout seem, the show. I seem to recall a splash zone. It's, oh, it's better. <laughs> it's a zone. splatter zone. And actually, we set it up. Um, there's uh, 30 seats on a raked audience platform mm-hmm. set inside of a pond liner in the front, right in front of the stage, and they actually pay extra to sit up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they usually come wearing white clothes so that they can get bloody stained all mm-hmm. night long. And um, it, it's just, it's a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, we have waterworks all over the place. We basically say it looks like Longwood Gardens with blood. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> now, you're, you're touching on a, a, a question I, I have for you, and that's this. Uh, for Bootless Stageworks, what has been the artistic niche that you see yourself filling in the the broader theater community because there's a, I mean there's a, a good bit of theater going on in the greater Absolutely. Wilmington area but you really occupy a, a niche and and how has how did that start and how has that evolved over time 
uh, one of the things that we were challenged with uh, when we first uh, really got established as our own nonprofit uh, company was what is it that you're doing differently for the theater community? You know, because we have so many other theaters in the area. You know, what what is it that Bootless is offering? And we we sat down and we got together with our board of, of directors and we really discussed what it was that we do. And we made the decision that we were going to move forward with two main things. One, we were going to do theater that other groups were not doing. And, you know, without naming names, you know, we would talk about different theater companies and we'd say, well, if they're going to do this show, we probably shouldn't because it's, it's a main stage name, it's a marquee value name. Let's find the stuff that's not being done. Let's find the off-kilter, you know, kind of theater. Let's find the theater that really has some, some meaning as well. So we made that a point. We made that a point to, you know, always look for, for titles that are going to fit a very unique mission of, of the company. But really what it comes down to is we're a theater for the emerging artist. Um, you know, a- Andrew was saying that he, he came to the audition for us when he was 16, and he's grown up with us now. He's been doing a lot of different shows with us, and he's been growing as an artist, and now we're giving him an opportunity to direct a show as well. Um, it's not only our artists, but it's our technicians, it's our directors, it's our, it, it's, it's our designers. We're giving emerging artists an opportunity to try out their craft um, and, and explore their artistic qualities with pieces that they're not going to get in other theater companies. And a lot of our artists that even come from the Philadelphia area or the South Jersey area, they'll say – you know, we heard about Bootless because of the shows that you do. And even in Philly, some of the shows that we do are not being touched. And uh, it's really exciting that we're doing something like this in Wilmington. Um, all of our artists and all of our technicians and designers and directors are paid. Uh, you know, it, it might be a small amount, but we've made it a point to put 30, uh, 30 to 40% of our budget, our annual budget, into the artist fees uh, to make sure that everybody's compensated somehow for the work that they do with us. Now that that's really impressive that you that you have that mission of not only providing unique theater to the community but also see this as a service to uh, to emerging artists. Uh, I'm I'm curious what kind of um, return rate do you see recidivism rate do you see with your artists? You see actors coming back. Uh, uh, you know, periodically to do additional more shows. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we've actually developed a pretty nice core of uh, artists that have continued with us in the process. You know, while when when we are able to recast actors that are with us, what we do um, to to make sure that our artists are able to come back and join us is we keep our rehearsals to a minimum, and we keep uh, the whole process. We keep it down to a six week process. Is what we've mastered. Um, it's three weeks of rehearsals and three weeks of shows, mm-hmm. and that's really it. And that way, since we're not able to pay too much, we're making it that it's still a show that an artist wants to do, but mm-hmm. they can fit it in with the rest of their acting schedule right. and their directing mm-hmm. schedule. Um, I think it's worked out for you, Andrew, in the past. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I've I've worked with theaters where uh, it's a three month rehearsal mm-hmm. process, yeah. and it's yeah. just it gets you kind of by the time mm-hmm. the show opens, it's tired already. Yeah. And with Bootless, it has it doesn't feel it never feels tired because by the time you close the show, you're like, oh, well, I guess we're we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we hit our rhythm and we're good. Well, I want to turn to the show, Andrew, that you're going to be working on here. But first, let me remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts 
here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is Jim First, the president and music director of Bootless Stageworks and the director of the upcoming production of Disenchanted, Andrew Lano. Andrew, you said you've been an actor with uh, Bootless for a number of years now, and now you're trying your hand at directing. Tell me, why Disenchanted, and what is it about? Let's start there. Um, <clears throat> so Disenchanted is the uh, the princesses you may know from classic uh, musical cartoon films, we'll say, to avoid litigation, <laughs> um, telling the story their way. Um, so all the jokes that you've ever made about like, oh, you know, Ariel did this or Snow White did this, is sort of what we're, what the show highlights and pokes fun at. Um, I used to work for Disney. I'm, I've been going to Disney my whole life. It's a huge part of my life. And so when Roseanne was looking at shows, she was like, hey, I thought of you when I, when I saw this show. Are you interested and should I put it in the season? And I was like, yes, definitely. Please put it in the season. And originally she wanted me to be in it, uh, but the writer specifically said he wanted all, only uh, biological women, cis women in his show. So, mm-hmm. or people who identify as women, I should say, mm-hmm. in the show. So she was like, you can direct the show. Um, so it's uh, an amazing cast of, of amazing women who are so good at what they do that I, I'm very happy that my first musical direction is with this cast. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, for our listeners' sake, uh, we're recording this uh, well before uh, the actual production which is coming up. Uh, let's go over the dates first before I forget. Uh, sure. Uh, we uh, we have our preview performances are starting on Friday, March 22nd. We have two preview performances of the 22nd and the 23rd of March. And then our full run of performances starts on March 29th. And um, with the run, we have a, f- a few options. Uh, we actually have a 3 o'clock curtain on Saturday the 30th. And we have... We just started this season. We started doing Wednesday nights. Um, so Wednesday, April 3rd, we're doing a 7.30 curtain. Um, if I'm correct, Thursday, that Wednesday night show is our industry night. So if you're an artist or if you're a, a theater technician of any kind, um, please come out. And it's only a $10 ticket for that show. And then Thursday the 4th is our pay-what-you-will night. And uh, that's always exciting. Sometimes we get people that come in and pay five dollars for a group mm-hmm. of five, mm-hmm. or we have people pay fifty dollars for mm-hmm. one person. So mm-hmm. it really, it's up to you. We will take whatever you want, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. just a chance to have a nice audience for it. And your website too, so oh, for yeah. people to know where to look. So our website is uh, www.bootless.org, and uh, Facebook as well is a great way to find us. Um, you know, especially for our people who are um, on our Facebook page, uh, we often put out different. Uh, uh, you know, specials and, you know, announcements of when the tickets are on sale, especially for the bloody show in the summer. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you'll see processes as well. Like while we're working on Disenchanted, we'll probably be putting up some rehearsal video and, you know, some little trivia about the show and, you know, maybe mm-hmm. your favorite Disney princess or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Andrew, back to you and, and Disenchanted. Uh, you've pretty much cast the show. Mm-hmm. You haven't started rehearsals yet. But what were some of your considerations in casting this show? Because I'm sure the, the Disney complex has criteria when they're casting their yeah. princesses. So for Disney has very specific guidelines for right. casting. Um, our main concern between Roseanne and myself was we wanted uh, ethnically appropriate women to play these princesses. I didn't want, you know, a gaggle of white girls pretending to be Princess Tiana and Jasmine because that just, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. Um so we really uh, worked hard to make sure that everyone who was cast was appropriate for the role, um, both you know vocally and, and age-wise, but also ethnically, um, because it's important to give 
people the opportunity to perform roles that are really written for them. Like Princess Jasmine is a role written for people of color. So Mm -hmm. it should be Mm -hmm. a person of color. Mm -hmm. Um, And finding people that I knew could handle the bootless rehearsal process, especially for a show that I don't know anyone who's ever done it before. So all of us are kind of going in blind, figuring Mm -hmm. it out together. So I needed people who were strong, um, but also would take direction well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the geographic spread of the actors you've brought in? Um, Some Philly, I think it's mostly Philly and Wilmington at this point. Um, Uh, I I think there might be one or two from the South Jersey area. So pretty much representing our base. Um, you know, we, we've gone as far as people coming from the Washington, D.C. and Baltimore area in the mm-hmm. past and mm-hmm. even New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for this show, I think we're pretty much Philly, South Jersey and Delaware. Mm-hmm. Now, a three week rehearsal period is uh, as a theater person myself. <laughs> I love that. I, I love it being condensed like that. But it poses its own challenges. Let's uh, uh, now, Jim, you're going to be the music director yes. for this. Let, let's talk about what that three week rehearsal process looks like. Sure. I, I'll start because I do start. Um, what we do is we'll get together and we do our, our sing-through and read-through of the show so that we can get a cohesive look at you know what the show is about. Um, you know, But all the actors have had their scripts and scores ahead of time, and that's really what's, um, what, what's genuine about Bootless is since we have the three-week rehearsal process, we strongly encourage all of our artists to come to the first rehearsal prepared and ready to go. And it's really been awesome to watch because – with the past productions that we've done, uh, we often have actors come to the first produ- first rehearsal already memorized. Mm-hmm. And that's fantastic for somebody like Andrew who's going to be directing because then he can focus on the art as opposed to teaching. Right. Um, and that's also mm-hmm. going with me with the music. We'll spend the first three rehearsals just going over to music and making sure everybody understands their harmonies and, and everything like that. And then I will pass it off to Andrew and he'll do his staging rehearsals. Mm-hmm. And what will that look like? Um a lot. I, the, what I really appreciate about Bootless is that it's kind of a playground, where you don't it, the director, any director that you work with there isn't the person who says, okay, on this line you go here, on this line here, and they, it's very structured, and you don't feel your personal stamp within your role. Mm-hmm. So I really want to let the the women figure some things out on their own, but give a guideline and sort of a, a gentle nudge in the mm-hmm. right direction because. Part of the casting is you know these I know these women are funny and I know I've seen what they can do. I've worked with them as an actor, so I know that they can handle things like and like I know they're gonna bring funny things that I wouldn't think of, so we can sort of play together and figure it out. So you provide a framework in which they can exercise their creative exactly their capabilities. Yeah. Fascinating. We've been having a lot of success recently, um, especially when Roseanne has directed the shows, um, to form Bootless into an ensemble theater company. Uh, and with that, what that means, again, like Andrew said, the director's job is not to say, you know, go from point A to point B and then ma- wave your hand. It's what are your decisions? What are What is your reasoning for doing this? You know, what do you feel as an actor, what do you feel as this character should be doing at this point? And um, allowing the ensemble, allowing the, the cast to actually have conversation and, and discuss amongst each other, you know, mm-hmm. what, what is it that we need to be doing here in order to make this read correctly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have time for uh, table work and for our listeners, you know, the actors sitting literally at a table and, and talking about the characters, about the, the, the musical, the, the, the play? Or, or do you get them on their feet right away and sort of do that table work as your exploring you do some table work at the beginning just so they have a base to go on but of course you can't cover everything with you know 
these characters have been around for so long right. that there's right. always little things that you're going to miss along the way. So the base is there in the beginning. And then as we move forward, it's like, oh, right, this is a thing about, you know, this princess or whatever. Mm-hmm. Are these, are, I'm just curious, are these parodies of the princesses uh, or so are they the real princesses? Safe. But yeah. it's, they're, it's a parody that's rooted in the real story origin as opposed mm-hmm. to the, you know, cleaned up version that right. we're used to. Sure. Um, and what I really like about the show is that it's written by someone who clearly appreciates Disney. And so it's sort of like when your friends make fun of you, it's fun. But when someone you don't know makes fun of right. you, it's not fun. So right. there's there's a heart to it and it feels well, like it's someone who respects what's going on and pokes the fun at things. That it's not just the low-hanging fruit of like, oh, Stockholm Syndrome, but mm-hmm. like goes further and like makes the real jokes that are right. there. And how large of a cast are we talking about? Uh, ten? ten women right now. Yeah. So ten, ten different Disney princesses. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And with a little bit of doubling, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fascinating. So uh, what do, uh, we've got about a minute and a half left. What do you, What are you envisioning as the most significant challenge you're going to face in the rehearsal and production process? Uh, well, like I said, it's my first musical direction. Uh, so I think that in and of itself is going to be a challenge. <laughs> I'll but, be there for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think making a cohesive vision that works with everybody with all the top to bottom of the show, I think will be a big challenge. Mm-hmm. Now your rehearsals, I assume are during the, in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Are, weekends, yes. Is that correct? Cause yes. most, I would assume most of your actors have weekends and weeknights. Yeah. yeah okay. We do about three to four rehearsals uh, over the course of a week okay. of a calendar week. Okay. Great. Well, we've got about uh, 40 seconds left. So again, the dates and where okay. people can find more information. So uh, preview performances start on March 22nd. The full run starts on March 29th and goes through April and goes through to April 6th. Uh, check us out at uh, Bootless, uh, www.bootless.org. You can also see us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, if you go to our website, you can sign up for our e-blast, which will get you notifications on the show as it gets closer and closer to the dates. Great. So to learn more about uh, Bootless Stageworks or Disenchanted, I encourage our listeners to visit their website. Uh, Jim and Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today in the studio. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for having us.